0: And that's what this convocation is all about. And the theme of this convocation just really speaks to my heart. So we'll share some things tonight, what the Lord has placed upon our hearts. Hallelujah. Somebody lift your hands and just worship the Lord. Just give him glory. Come on, worship him. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, I worship you. I worship you. I glorify your name, Jesus. Oh, we adore you tonight, Jesus. Have your way in this place, Jesus. We just praise you and bless you, Lord. There's none like you in all the earth. Get glory to yourself tonight. We bless you, Lord. We glorify your holy name. Nobody like our God. I said nobody like our God. Come on, give God a shot of praise in this house. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Uh, hallelujah. A uh, Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated tonight in the presence of the Lord. It is indeed my distinct privilege and honor to grace this place and this pulpit and to be in the midst of the people of God. Give honor to the Lord who is the head of my life. I'm saved to the bone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have no desire for the world. Nothing out there for me but souls. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to give God to the honorable Bishop Jackson. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the beautiful, amazing, sweet flower of the house. Sister Jackson, hallelujah. Woman of God, we bless you. I was so blessed at the Music and Arts Conference this year and I've been bragging everywhere. I even preached about it a couple times and mentioned Bishop Jackson's session that I was in. You know, we had to pick a class to go to, you know. He had several, you know, presenters and I said, well, uh -uh. uh-uh, no no question for me, I'm going to sit under the bishop. I'm going to the top come on somebody I want to hear the bishop I went straight to the bishop's class and I tell you what you know this is what I've, I've taught my church that when you sit under high anointings you better wait for that nugget there is a nugget that will hit your spirit they'll say a whole lot of things but it's this one thing that will drop in your spirit that will shift you and I was shift in that class somebody give God some praise today hallelujah I don't have to tell you, but you're blessed to have real pastors. And I was sitting in that seat and I just looked around, first time here ever, just blessed to be here. And the Lord said, this is a real church. Now I know nothing. I didn't hear the preliminaries. I know nothing about your vision. So I'm just coming as the Oracle of God. And that's good when you don't know anything. When you don't know a thing, it's a good thing. But the Lord said, this is a good church. This is a real church and they have a real shepherd. Come on, somebody, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In this holy convocation, we have a word from the Lord. We won't be before you too long, just long enough. Now, when Africans say they won't be before you long, that could be a problem. So I'll just follow the order of the house and just deliver what the Lord will have us to deliver. Like Charlotte to say, I'm from Liberia, West Africa. I grew up eating pepper, soup, palm butter, cassava leaf, jollof rice. Come on, somebody. You have not eaten until you have some cassava leaf, honey. Praise God. Amen. But was raised in the Motor City, so that kind of swept some of the action away. Amen. But when I get around my people, it comes out. It comes out very thick. And then when I get under a strong anointing, it just comes out again. Come on, somebody, give God some praise. I said, give the Lord some praise in this house. I said, give God some praise in this house. He's a mighty good God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now from your Bibles tonight, you are ready to eat? Are you ready to eat? I'm going to give you what the Lord has given me to give to you. St. John, the 14th chapter, when you get there, please say amen and rest on your feet. We're going to read just one passage together, and then you'll take your seat. And I'll read a couple others, and then we'll say what the Lord will have us to say. We're going to read St. John, chapter number 14, and we're going to read verses 1 through 6. Hallelujah, together. Let's read. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? What did Jesus say, church, tonight? Read it real loud, verse 6. I am the... Say it again. Let's start all over. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man. Somebody say, no man. man. Say, no man man. cometh unto the Father... By me, you may be seated. The book of John authored by a disciple who described himself as the disciple and the apostle that Jesus loved. He had a very intimate relationship with the Lord that was a breast-to-breast type of walk he had with Jesus. So as a Bible writer and as a scriber, He envisioned, envisioned the Christ at a different level, in a different dimension because of his intimacy level. Your intimacy level determines what you get from God and what type of impartation you receive. So the book of John is what we usually recommend in discipleship classes for new believers because it reveals the person of Christ. Hallelujah. And so I can't get enough of the book of John. And the book of John is a very dramatic book because the Lord Jesus had a very dramatic ministry. Hallelujah. And so here in chapter 14, he is now preparing his disciples for his departure. After few years of serving and healing and saving and delivering and mentoring and coaching, rebuking, correcting, pastoring as it were. He knows his hour is soon to come. So he makes preparation through giving them some divine information that will help them to weather the storms that they will face upon his departure. So in the 14th chapter, he prepares them and he lets them know, don't be sad. Don't be troubled, because listen, I'm not going to leave you here by yourself. And so he makes mention of the Holy Spirit in a most intimate way. You'll hear various mentions of the Holy Spirit throughout this entire discourse in John. But in the chapter 14, he said, listen, the Holy Spirit, he is going to be the one that I'm going to leave with you. That you don't have to worry. He says, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Hallelujah. Somebody say comfortless. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. Then he says in verse 16, I'm going to pray the Father. He will give you, and I love the word, another comforter. That word another is the word alos in the Greek. It means one just like the previous. It means the identical in heart, in passion, in mission, in effort, in, in zeal. Someone just like me. So in other words, do not be without comfort. Do not worry. Don't sweat because I'm going to leave you in Ellos, Another comforter. Hallelujah. I'm praying this. And when I pray, the Father always hears me, Jesus says. So you're going to have this comforter and he's going to abide with you forever. Then in verse 17, he says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't know him. Hallelujah. They have no clue who he is. He said, but you know him, for he's going to dwell with you, and guess what He's going to be in you, the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit. So he's preparing them for a time they haven't yet experienced. Then we go to John 15, where we see he presents himself as the true vine. The preparation continues, because I have a work for you to do. I need for you to engage in the work of the kingdom. So I'm going to give you some divine instructions. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak to you from my spirit. I'm going to give you the things that means the most to me. He said, I am the true vine. Hallelujah. There's going to be a lot of vines throughout the course of ministry. There's going to be a lot of options throughout the course. But I am the true vine. Hallelujah. And my father. He is the husbandman. He's making preparation. He reveals himself as that vine. He said, Without me, you can do nothing. You are nothing. You have nothing. But if you stay connected to the vine, you're gonna be in, you're gonna be all right. He said to you that greater works you gotta do, right? But how are we gonna do the greater works? We have to stay connected to the vine. How do we do that? By the person. Of the Holy Spirit. So 14 he says meet the Holy Spirit. Receive him. 15 he says now stay in the vine. Do not disconnect. Somebody said, don't disconnect. Somebody say stay in the vine. How are we going to engage in the work of the kingdom? We're going to employ the ministry of the Holy Ghost. And then we're going to stay in the vine. We're going to stay focused on that which Christ himself has revealed unto us. Then in John chapter 16, he goes on to further discuss the person of the Holy Spirit. He said he's going to be your guide. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is necessary, verse 7, that I go away. For I go not away, the comforter will not come. The Paracletos. Hallelujah. The helper, the teacher, the counselor, the intercessor. The standby, the go-between, the everything you need wrapped up in one person is the paracletos. Hallelujah. I'm going to send him to you because if I don't go, he cannot come. But if I depart, I will send him to so don't get caught up in the last era. I'm moving you into a Holy Ghost arena into a power generation where you're going to be moving forth in signs and wonders and miracles. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to cast out devils. You're going to see blind eyes open. The lame is going to walk. The dumb is going to... Because why? When the Holy Ghost is on the scene, power is released. I said power. 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 He said, I got to go. We cannot engage in the work of the kingdom unless we employ the person the Holy Ghost, he becomes on the forefront of ministry. I don't understand places that resist him, that reject him, that ignore him, that don't read their Bibles. Come on, somebody. If you love the Bible, and if you have any ounce of integrity, you know the Holy Ghost is wrapped up, tied up, taken up, all up in this Word. He all up in it, cover to cover. My God from Zion. Paracletos. He is on the scene. He is the one to watch for end time ministry. Jesus said, listen to him. He's going to show you everything you need. Then he said, verse 8, when he comes, when he comes, Uh I said, when he comes, not denomination, but when he comes, not your favorite preacher, but when he comes, come on, somebody. He, when he shows up, he's going to reprove the world of sin. No, oh, no, don't do that. We want to assimilate. Come on, somebody. That's the kind of error they're trying to put us in, Bishop. They they want us to be like the world. Accept all the filth. Just let them in your church. Let them do what they want. Just—just Don't preach about the blood. Don't preach about the name. Don't talk about sin. Somebody say, the devil is a liar. Say, the devil is a liar. So the bible says that when the holy ghost comes if it's a holy ghost ministry if it's a holy ghost church he's going to talk about sin he's going to shut it down come on somebody he's going to lift up a standard praise god he's going to say holiness is still right come on somebody when he come, when he comes so so if you're not talking about sin he's not there because when the Holy Ghost shows up in the ministry, he shows up in the vision. My God, he's going to say, no, get this stuff right. Get all the sin out the camp. Come on, somebody. We got to be a people of power. We can't have pure power if we live in compromise. Somebody give God a shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he comes. When he, when he, not secular humanism. Come on, not atheism. Come on, not Gnosticism. All the isms and schisms. No, but when he comes, when he comes, he's gonna bring reproof. See, folk now want to just come to church and, and live what they want, do what they want, you not know, say nothing. The devil is a liar. I told my trust. it's one thing if I don't know about it because we don't know everything as pastors. But once I find out, it's gonna be checked. Say amen, somebody. We need power in the house. Come on, there are miracles that are needed. Say amen, somebody. He said, but when he comes, when pedacletos show up, praise God, you know he's there. It's a Holy Ghost church. The fear of the Lord is present. The reverence of God is there when pedacletos shows up. So Christ goes on to say in this dramatic discourse, verse 13, he says, how be it? When he, knows? he says, the spirit of truth. And every word that's canonized is there for a purpose. Because there's a spirit of error. There's a spirit that lies. So, the spirit of truth, when He comes, He will guide you. Okay. God said, it's a real church. Say amen, somebody. A real church is guided by the Holy Ghost. Say amen, somebody. He will guide you. Oh, come on, somebody. We're not guiding ourselves. We just pray and simply obey. Because when the Holy Ghost runs a ministry, when he runs a vision, when he runs your assignment, he said, I want to be your God. You cannot do your own thing. Let me show you how ministry is really done. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. When he comes guide you. Oh, glory to God. Every call person ought to be shouting because you're not in it by yourself, honey. You ain't got to figure everything out. Just walk with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Take him with you everywhere that you go. Invite him into your situation. Ask him questions. Say, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I need you to show me the way. And then you say, Jesus, you said it. Jesus, you said that the Holy Ghost will guide me. Jesus, you said that I'm not out here alone. Jesus, you said that I would not be without comfort because when he comes, yeah. there are certain things that are in his job description. So, If you get a job at a company and you say, well, you know, I can do this and I can do that. they have a whole list of jobs, of your skills. They want you to produce. Yes, sir. You can't sit on your hands. How many of y'all know the Holy Ghost is always ready to produce? He's waiting for something to do most of the time. Come on, that fits his description. He said, in my description, it's not entertainer. I'm not here to entertain y'all in the church. Come on, somebody. I'm not a fashion designer. Come on, somebody. I know you're trying to make the church into something that is not. But when I come, I'm going to guide you in the fine art of ministry. It's a fine art. It's a fine art. It's a fine art, y'all. I said, it's a fine art. Keep reading, y'all. Let the word preach itself tonight. He says, listen, I'm going to guide you. engaging in the work of the kingdom. I'm going to guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. So in other words, the spirit of the house is that of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. He's, gonna, he's not going to speak of himself. He will speak whatsoever he hear, that shall he speak. And I love this part. He will show you things to come. Ooh, you know, God can prepare you for a season. You're not quite clear what's going to happen, but your spirit knows. Who's been there? You know something about to pop off. Come on, somebody. You know something about to jump off in you and something good. You know something good is about to happen. He said, I'm going to prepare you. You'll start saying, "Set this in order, and set that in order, and take this class, and let go of this thing, and throw this thing away." Come on, somebody, and you—you don't understand why you're doing it, but because you've employed the Holy Ghost, and He's leading you, He's guiding you. Hallelujah! And you just want simply obey. See, in ministry, a lot of times we do things; don't have no clue why we're doing it. We're just obeying God. We, we don't have all the answers for you. All we know that. It just seems good, like it says in the book of Acts. It seemed good unto them and the Holy Ghost to go this way. Some things just seem good to your spirit, because why? The Holy Ghost is guiding you, hallelujah, and he's showing you things to come. He's turned the light of your spirit on. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, hallelujah. He leads and guides us into all the truth, for as many as are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Yeah. Yeah. He'll show you things to come. Amen. Everyone in this room, you have a thing to come. Amen. Amen. See, see, see. No, you've been trying to be your own Holy Ghost. Oh. My, my, my. You can't be the Holy Ghost. That's not your job description. See, see, see. see. Hey, what is in the movies? We can do this two ways. The easy way or the hard way. My my, they got a gun holding that gun, too. Right? You can do this the easy way. Or you can do this the hard way. The hard way is when you disconnect from the vine. It's when you get full of pride. And you think, you know, now I've been in this thing a long time. I've been saved a long time. I know how to do it. No, 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 no. Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost, he said, I want to guide you. Let me talk to you. Let me slow your roll. Come on, somebody. I I see because guess what, y'all? He always has abundance in mind. He always has increase in mind. Come on, somebody. He always has blessing in mind. So when he's leading you and he's guiding you, he's guiding you right into God's purpose and plan for your life. And then verse 14, he says, he shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So we see the heart of the master. From 14, 15, and 16, he's bringing this person of the Holy Spirit into our ministry dynamic. He said, listen, guys, I can't stay here forever. I have a limited time upon earth because I've come in a fleshly body. This body will go back to where it comes. And in this case, he was ascended up on high. His body never saw corruption. Say amen, somebody. Praise his holy name. King of kings, Lord of lords. He said, but as you walk throughout life, you have a space of time. There, There are only certain things you can do within your space. So allow the Holy Ghost to maximize your time. We don't have another year to waste. We don't have another year to waste, people. And I found out in my life that when I just started simply obeying the Holy Ghost, so let me tell you a personal story. 20 uh, some years ago, I was in a Bible college in Tulsa oh, wow. studying for the ministry. Been called since I was a young girl. Uh-huh. But I went to the ministry to, to, just to learn ministry. But the Holy Ghost said to me, Go to the pastoral training group. Oh, Follow me now. Oh, the Holy Ghost met me in prayer. So you got to have a prayer life. Oh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> say in prayer. Yeah. Say, He meets us yeah. in prayer. Yeah. So in prayer, the Holy Ghost said, He's no. Cause I was gonna take a general class, like maybe teacher, evangelist, something like that. He said, No, 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 no. Go to the pastors' group. I said, No, no, pastor. I'm a servant. See, my strongest gift, Bishop, is to be in a church like yours and help you do what you do. Yeah. That's my strong. That is my strongest gift to date. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a natural born pusher. I don't yeah. desire the front row. Right. God put me. I don't. If I had it my way, I'd be sitting. Right. Bishop, what you need? Yeah. You want a class? What you want, Bishop? You need me to drive your first lady? That's me. You want me to drive y'all somewhere? You want a dress? You want a new dress? First lady? Can I come do your hair first lady? Can I come? That's that's me. That's me. My spiritual mothers loved me, honey. Cause they always rotten and spoiled. Say amen somebody. I mean, spoiled rotten. You hear me? I'm a natural born pusher. So, from what I know, I'm going to find some subject or some major that helps me to push even more. You no, know, if I go to the pastor's group, that means I'm a frontline person. Uh-huh. And that's not really me. But I know I heard the Holy Ghost. All right. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And I had to obey. Yeah. So I went to that group and got all the training I needed and, well, you know, for what was deposited at the time. Because most training is on the job. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but didn't know, fast forward, uh-huh. what, what, 15 years later? What, 10, me, 10 years later? Uh-huh. That I would be forced. I say forced. Let me tell you what the word force means. It's in Ephesians 4. It's, he said, I, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm chained to him. I don't have an option. I can't sleep. I can't rest until I obey. I can't think clear. Come on, somebody. I don't have any kind of peace. I'm his prisoner. Forced me. Can he trust you? Can he trust you to hear and obey? Had no clue that I'd be in a situation where I would have to take on a senior pastorate. But thank God for the leadership of the Holy Ghost. He said he'll show you things to come. He may not give you all the details because it might scare you. Say amen, somebody. But he'll prepare you internally. He'll show, he'll shine the light on in you. He'll say, Listen, you better hear me. You don't know, five years from now, you may be in a whole different place. Do not waste time. Don't get in strife. Don't get carnal. Don't get in sin. Stay right in the zone. I have a work for you to do. That's what he said He says, He'll show you things to come, He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine, and then he's going to show it to you. See, he's going to receive of mine, because the father is, is the master of destiny. See, Je- Jeremiah said, in my mother's womb, he fashioned me, he formed me to be a prophet unto the nations. In your mother's womb, father put purpose in you. Hallelujah. And so when the Holy Ghost comes, it says, he says here, what he's going to do, he's going to receive of the father. And then he's going to show it to you. He's going to remind you or show you why why you're here. What, What reason do you have to exist? Your divine purpose. Engaging the work of the kingdom. We must employ the person of the Holy Ghost. We must stay divinely linked and connect the divine. We cannot disconnect. Hallelujah. We must trust him as a faithful guide. I can't do anything without you, Holy Ghost. Yeah. So, you know, that's my prayer all day. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Ghost, help me. I, I pray that prayer, yeah. if I had to count, maybe 30 times a day. Because even when I know how to do it, right. there's something I can do with my eyes closed. Uh-huh. Many things I can do with, like, I don't need a, I don't really need notes to preach. been yeah. preaching a lot. Bishop don't either. You've been preaching so long, somebody called you, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. But I still say, help me, Holy... I ain't crazy now. Come on, somebody. I still say, help me. Holy Ghost, I need you to help me. Yeah. Yeah. He's the helper. Yeah. Hallelujah. This multifold nature of this person, this precious. He's a divine person. And he's worthy of reverence. He has to be acknowledged in your life. Listen, do not ignore the Holy Ghost. Don't treat him as a side thought. I'm asking you tonight to increase your relationship. Because when the vision comes down from the bishop, from the man of God, as the Father gives it to him, you're going to need to have a relationship with the Holy Ghost to be able to process the assignment fully. Come on, somebody. Those who are intimate with the Holy Ghost can be entrusted with kingdom work. Those that are intimate... With the Holy Ghost can be entrusted with kingdom work. Amen. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Then he goes on in John 17. Hallelujah. The drama is increasing. Yeah. He, he knows that Calvary is just a few steps away. Uh-huh. So in John 17, he goes on and pray what I call the Lord's Prayer. Uh-huh. I know y'all think our Father, which out in heaven, hallowed be thy name, is the Lord's Prayer. And we can call it that too. But this is really the Lord's Prayer in John 17 because we hear the heart of the Master. And so I summed it up in one phrase what Jesus prayed in John 17. Lord, help them to not be crazy. (laughs) Yes, ma'am, first lady. Help them to not lose their minds. Help them to know that without us, They can do nothing. So he prays for the church. He prays for the hour that we are now living in, preparing us to do the labor of the kingdom. How many of y'all know the church is not an entertainment center? There there is a pressure, although we don't take on the pressure. We've been in this thing too long. But there is a pressure for young pastors to entertain their churches. So you got Penny Annie. I will say Pissy Tail, but this ain't my church. So I can't say Pissy Tail at this church. But So I, I did say it, Now uh, Penny Annie, I already said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bishop. I'm sorry, Bishop. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. P- Penny Annie. I'll say Penny Annie. Penny Annie. Folks, come on, somebody. Amen. Some Penny Annie musician. Some little scrub in ministry. Want to run the church? If you don't play, we ain't going to have no anointing. The devil is alive. This is not an entertainment center. It's a center of power. It's a center of glory. It's a center of souls. A center of evangelism. We're going to do exactly what the Lord said to us in our great commission. We are clear about the great commission. It's not the entertainment center. He said, Lord, help them not to lose their mind. Get off focus. That's what's happening now. They gotta entertain for they go, going to pay. My friend was not getting paid at church in Raleigh. He didn't get no salary as a pastor for years. He paid a musician. I said, the devil is a liar. I told my church, I said I'll beat sticks first. I'm from Africa, honey. We we find instruments in the woods. Come on, something you better say amen, somebody. I wish I would. Oh, oh they had a I don't care about no high time. We need some high word, some high deliverance. Some high salvation, come on, so I don't care. Never know high time. We had a high time. I don't care about a high time. It's high when the altar has souls. When you get delivered, when you leave here and go out into your community and win the lost, that's a high time. Woo! that's a high time. Lord, we had church today. We had a high time. <laughs> when the Holy Ghost held battle, it's on the forefront of ministry. We'll forsake foolishness. They let anybody up. Don't care how they living. I know y'all watching on Facebook live. Yeah, I said it. They, they don't care how they living. They can have a wife and three girlfriends. They can still sing. Come on, somebody. Come, come on, somebody. I'm preaching real good. Y'all better start my car. I might have to run up out of here. Amen, somebody. They say, I ain't got to run. I can preach the truth up in here. Say amen, somebody. Put any body up and call it ministry. When the Holy Ghost It's on the forefront. There is a conviction. There is a built in standard. Hallelujah. We're in the hour now. The church had to come right back. We had to bring them back to the purpose. The church. Hallelujah. Jesus said it. Keep the Holy Ghost on the forefront. He started praying. He started seeking his father. He said, Lord, because he, he, see, the Lord, the Bible says in Hebrews that he has been touched. With the feelings of our infirmities. Come on, somebody. He understands the human dynamics. He understands the pull of the flesh. So he said, I can't leave them by themselves. I can't trust them to take this great commission without the Holy Ghost. I know what they're going to do. They're going to get full of pride. They're going to get full of self. Come on, somebody. But I got to leave a comforter who's going to convict the world of sin. Straighten out the church. Hallelujah. Engaging the work. I think so. what praise. He said, we got to get them all together. We got to get this thing right. Get it right. Then, In John 18, there's one verse I saw in John 18. off. The, I'm almost done now. Leaped off the page. And I'm watching this whole narrative unfold. Hallelujah. John 14. John, that's a good word there. John 15. You see red all in your Bible in those passages. There's a whole bunch of red. If you ain't got no red, you got your Bible from Dollar Tree. Amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. Lord, have mercy. Get yourself a real Bible. Thank you, Jesus. But honey, in a real Bible, is a whole bunch of red. John 14, 15, and 16 is enough to make you run around this church. Cut a few laps. Come on, somebody. There's power all up in the book. I don't need no speech. I don't need no TED Talk. Come on, somebody. I don't need no secular humanist. I don't need no theologian. We need the power of the Holy Ghost that's evident on these pages. Every page is anointed by God because Christ, he is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Power in the word. The word is power all by itself. It needs no embellishment. It needs no help. Preach the word. When he comes, when Holy Ghost comes, it's going to be clear. The emphasis of ministry will be in the right place. son Matt. Matt, where's my son Matthew? 20 years old. This is a great hand man. Matt, that's my baby boy. That's my David. He's my David. Anointed. I said, Matt, at least once a month, I'll say, Matt, I said, promise mama. Almost with tears in my eyes, I said, Matt, promise mama that when we get off the scene, you don't let this thing bottom out. I said, Matt, promise mama that y'all preach about the Holy Ghost. That y'all preach about holiness. That y'all stay focused on the word. I said, Matt, promise, Mama, that you won't get sucked into the spirit of the age, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I said, promise, Mama, son, because yeah. we're gonna be off the scene. Yeah. We gotta pass the torch. We gotta pass the baton, and so we must teach the next generation what real ministry. Looks like. Amen. If you watch TV and go to the biggest conference and the biggest this and the biggest that, you won't learn it that way. You better find yourself a nice holy preacher. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Who got a heart for souls, a, a heart for the kid who is clear on what Jesus said, so you can keep your spirit right. So the next generation. We can trust y'all. Man, yeah. You know what John Wesley said, the founder of the Methodist movement. In his heyday, Wesley was very anointed. Walked in power. He believed in healing and miracles. Before Wesley died, he said, if I have one great fear, it's that the Methodist church would turn into another dead dry religion. That's what Wesley said before he closed his eyes. It was his fear because he knew there was an age coming that they will be more interested in becoming promoters of self. The Bible said lovers of self and not lovers of God. He knew the age was coming and he feared. And the thing that he feared, sad to say, came upon him. Now, if you're a Holy Ghost Methodist, I ain't talking to you. See, I'm Methodist too. So I can say because I am Methodist. I'm united Methodist to be exact. So I can preach about it. Come on, somebody. It, it needs a revival. It needs the Holy Ghost. Y'all stop talking about the Holy Ghost. Y'all stop having altar calls. I know because I was there saying, man, Super John, he said, listen, I fear this. Oh! I said, man, I said, man, you love worship, son. Keep worshiping. You love Jesus. You live in holy. Stay right there. And please, preach the standard. Stand flat-footed. Hey, you know what you got to do? Just follow the script. Coach as well yeah. as a pastor. So, when I have clients that I coach in the world of beauty, and I had a boyfriend, Madison Mercer, but they call me coach. Since Hitler was a corporal, say amen, somebody. Ain't nobody asking me. Out. So, I get a script for him. I say, Your hair wrong, your clothes wrong, your skin wrong, your weight is wrong. Let's get off, follow, follow the script. They're getting married one by one. Another one inbox me and say, We're trying to get some marriage counseling now. Say amen, somebody. Somebody say, Follow the script. Somebody say, follow the script. Follow the script. Christ <laughs> left the script. How are we going to engage? How are we going to be locked into ministry purpose? There's a script. You got folk who are skillfully trying to rewrite it, Brother Smalls. Yeah. They're trying to make us think something that is not, it's this, this whole mind manipulation. This whole narcissistic way of viewing ministry. Come on, somebody. But the Bible says Jesus has left us the edict. He's left us the assignment. He said, follow me. And that's going to be possible through a relationship with the Holy Ghost. See, if you live horizontally, right? ooh, look at that church. Ooh, look what they're doing. Oh, that song is great. Ooh, look at this artist. Ooh, look, if you live, that's horizontal living. Horizontal living. do not go very far right. and you'll leave the script right. because the horizontal impacts our eye gate oh, right now. and it impacts our ear gate yeah. if i'm just looking at what this one's doing right. oh they're going so and so so i'm in i'm in uh, march this past year 2018 i'm in vegas at the stellar awards mm-hmm. the lord always puts me in place with big name for because he know i don't care God does that for me this year. Don't don't hate y'all this year. Don't hate on me. I'm going to the Men in Black premiere. Say amen, somebody. The red carpet with all the directors and producers. I got tickets. Somebody bless me with a ticket to go to the Men in Black premiere in Hollywood. Hollywood, keep Hollywood. Oh, I'm in church. Forgive me, y'all. I'm in church, y'all. Forgive me. Forgive me. Pray for me. Stretch your hand to the preacher. Take me back to your Lord. Uh, uh, so, 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 But the Lord, when I say always, puts me in places with big name folk, big celebrities. I mean, I'm in a room, this one room, here Marvin Sapp, here Donnie McCurk. I didn't know who Marvin was. Well, my friend said, You know, that's Marvin sitting next to you. I said, Oh, really? I look, Oh, okay, there is Pastor Sapp. There go Bobby Jones over there. I mean, you name anybody. It was all in this one green room. Here, Pastor Mercy from Banga. West Africa, Liberia, by way of Huntersville. You don't get much, I mean Huntersville ain't too far from Liberia. Huntersville. God, let me, I'm going somewhere with this. God always does that for me. I'm at the BET Awards. I'm I'm behind the scenes with some of the B.E.T people to learn how they network and what they do. You see? So I'm at all these big name places because the Lord knows that I do not live horizontally. careless and when a big name seeing what's the smallest talking about her morning devotion come on somebody hey <laughs> somebody hey right what angel she didn't saw in the vision somewhere <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking for right that girl's so anointed but my point is this horizontal living it matters to you who got a big name who got a wood Who got, don't but see when you're vertical You follow the script of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. See, vertical, me and the Father. I'm staying divinely connected to him. Because when I do that and when we do that corporately, we stay true to vision. The horizontal living saint is over-impacted by the things they see in the natural. Flesh is very impressive. When you are horizontal, see, what you know what I felt, Peppa, hey Peppa, that's my girl, what's up Peppa, come on somebody, right, you know what happens Peppa, when you are horizontal, and all you see is people around you, you become so dull, dull. you get so dull, because they begin to overwhelm you, Yeah. It, yeah. because this is my, oh, I, oh, 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 yeah, this is, no, no, but vertical living says, yeah, I see all this happening in the world. I see what they're doing to the church and what they want to do to the church. And uh, uh, I can't buy that. Vertical says I can't buy. Horizontal says, hmm, I'm impressed. i want to have this one come to my church. I don't care how they're living. They can come preach to my people. I don't care how they're living. That's horizontal. God is calling us to the vertical. That's the realm the Holy Ghost dwells If We stay vertical as an as a individual and as a body. We are right there on the cusp of ministry. We're doing exactly what the Father will have us to do. Now, let's wrap this thing up. So, we see this dramatic discourse unfolding. Then, in John 18, it intensifies to Jesus' betrayal by Judas. Sometimes the ones that walk closely with you hurt you the worst. It's not betrayal unless there's an intimate relationship there. A stranger cannot betray you. Come on, somebody. So he's betrayed by one of his staff members. We also see the denial of Peter. He denies the Lord three times. The drama is intensifying. Hallelujah. He's brought before Caiaphas. He's brought before Pilate. He's getting ready to go to the cross. Uh-huh. Down at the cross where my Savior died. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to, glory to His name. Say glory to His name. Glory to Precious his name. name. Precious name. So in chapter eighteen. If you notice, I didn't give you a title because I saved your title for the end. I'm a backwards. I will preach backwards. I will give the title at the end most of the times. Chapter eighteen. Here is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, a place He often resorted for prayer. Judas, being the betrayer goes and tells the high priest and all those accusers of Christ that wanted to kill him, he let them know where he is. He he revealed his location. It's like pastors, most pastors, you know, they don't want you to know everything about them, where they live, and all the things of intimacy, things about them. So if you're in the inner circle, you start telling everything, you're a betrayer, right? So Judas leaves the pack, and he goes, and he lets them, I know where he is. He brings them into the garden to arrest the Lord. And so what happens is Peter, who is very impulsive, he's a novice. That's what the Bible said. Don't put a novice in office. I don't care how gifted someone is. They got to be proven. got to be seasoned in ministry. See, see, a gift can really, a gift can trick you. A gift can make you think you're you are not. You may rouse a crowd, but you hold no weight in the spirit. Say amen, somebody. So don't get full of yourself. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Follow your preacher. Follow your leader. If your leader is not endorsed, then you probably don't have no weights. Peter has some gifts by association. He got a few things right. So now he's very impulsive. He's very impetuous like most young ministers. If you're a young minister, the best thing to do is to Be quiet. And to follow and to humble yourself and to quit bragging to get stop having the big head and let God make you. Amen. And then some folks, because they got a big job in the natural, they think they anointed in the spirit. Well, I'm doctor so-and-so. You ain't doctor nothing in the kingdom. You you look, you're not even in kindergarten, you ain't K3. is that K-3? You're still in nursery school. See, because you got a big degree, a big thing. No, no, no. You got to be made in glory. So Peter hung out with Christ for some years, so I guess he was feeling himself. So he gets really, really impulsive and and he says, he pulls out his sword. Go to the text. Go to the text. Hallelujah. It says in John 18, we're about to close, in 8, Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. That's right. If therefore ye seek me, let these go their way. That the same might be fulfilled which he spake of them which thou gavest me have I lost none. Uh-huh. Then Simon Peter having a sword. So you know what? He came strapped. <laughs> well, we come strapped to church now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who playing? What? Some of y'all strapped tonight. <laughs> just in case, you know what I'm saying, just in case something pop off, somebody start looking wrong looking shifty eyed, we got something for you I got a spiritual daughter she had this purse, and she holds the purse to her chest and she holds it like, she said go on now, she said go on now go on now, we all know what's in there it's the Van Hodges Peter came strapped you ought to protect your preacher if your preacher's ever in a situation where he's in a riff or someone's trying to push him in the corner you take up for him let the man of God stay anointed. Let the, You speak up. Some of my folks just be quiet. They don't say, you, 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 you whipping out. When I was an armor bearer and a support, if you look at my leader wrong, I didn't fear death. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, because that's my word bringer. Right. They are irreplaceable. Come on, somebody. So I understand Peter's heart. Sometimes, you know, where his head actually, his, his heart was right, but his head was wrong. So in this case, it says here. He drew his sword, and he smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. Peter was an assassin. Peter was trying to cut the man's head off. He was not going for the ear. He just missed. I guess folk was in his way. He had a little space in between. He said, shut up. Cut the man's ear off come on somebody, his name was Malchus now now, Dr. Luke the physician in his gospel account of this encounter, you know each writer had a different vision like if I had each of you to describe tonight's service, we would get about 10, 15 25, 50 different s- stories so all the writers that heard and witnessed things they pulled out certain things from Christ's life Dr. Luke, hallelujah he, in his account he says that Jesus went and laid his hand on Malchus. Because see, Luke was a doctor, a medical doctor. And he wasn't a disciple. He's just someone that loved Jesus. He, he, said, he said, you know, Christ laid his hand on Malchus' ear and performed a miracle right on his way to Calvary. You mean you can still be used of God when you're going through? You mean God can still do the miraculous through you in your darkest season? come on somebody, he's in his darkest he know Calvary is before him but here is a soul that has lost his ear he heals his ear but I really like John's account John said in verse number 11 as we close then said Jesus unto Peter put up sword into the sheath. In other words, lay aside all this natural stuff, fleshly stuff. He says, the cup, Lord have mercy. Somebody say cup. Cup. Somebody say Cup. say, "Cup." Cup. cup. The cup which my father hath given me. Shall I? back to John. Was it John 4? When Jesus met that amazing woman at the well. Yes. That girl was bad to the ball. <laughs> oh, she had it going on. When, she, when her spirit woke up, she was an amazing evangelist.
1: yes, The
0: disciples went ahead to buy food in the city. They come back and meet the Lord talking to the woman at the well. They wonder, why is he talking to a woman? But they didn't say anything. But then they said, master, eat. Mm. He said, get out of here. Because mm-hmm. I have meat. Yeah. That you know not of. Mm. You'll never understand my passion until you stay hooked in my vine." He said, you guys are interested in eating natural food. Mm. While you were away in the city buying meat, trying to find your next piece of fish or chicken. I had a divine encounter with glory. There was a bleeding, suffering woman who is a picture of this lost and dying world. Mm -hmm. Christ says, listen, the meat that I have, you know not of. Mm -hmm. Then he said, my meat. What satisfies me? Mm -hmm. What fills me up? That sent me. When we are kingdom people, our diet is different. People don't understand. Even when you change your diet in the natural, you start eating more vegetables. What's wrong with you? you trying to. No, no, no. They don't understand. I have this meat that I'm eating, this work of the ministry, this calling. Oh, God. And th- and th- thank you, Bishop, for inviting me because this. Is you want to cut me open? You cut me to see what's in me. You want to see Ministry, ministry, ministry. All the wrapped up in me. Mm. I will sacrifice anything. Paul says, I've learned how to abound yeah. and I've learned how to abase. I'm good having money, I'm good having no money. As long as this gospel is preached. Come on, somebody. My meat is not like y'all meat. God. There has to be a diet change. Oh, Jesus it is to do God. the absolute will of my father nothing satisfies me like serving him and I don't know about you I don't need a front row seat I don't have to be up in this pulpit just just let me serve your kingdom let me do anything I'm just glad you know my name God that you even think about me my meat is not like your meat you want to be seen they want to be heard he said but my meat my meat is to meet a dying world my meat is to win souls in the kingdom my meat is to heal the sick my meat is to cast out devils he says freely you have received now go and give it message I preached years ago called positive suffering that that ministry is a suffering that there is a sacrifice that there is a cup hallelujah he said shall I not drink come on somebody this the cup which my father hath given me so as a title drink from your own cup save me somebody you, to be actively engaged in ministry, you got to know what your personal cup is. That's your calling. Then you got to know what the corporate cup is. What's coming down from the man of God? The vision that's been laid out from the inception and as the vision increased, the pastor said, here is the cup for this tabernacle church. Come on somebody. Here is our cup. Then there is a global cup. There's a universal cup for the kingdom, which is in fact the great commission. And so if you're going to drink from your cup, Come on somebody. You gotta know what your cup is. You gotta be clear. What's in this cup? Back to me, talk back to me. Talk back to me. He said the cup. Which my father give it to me. My mother said to me, Liberian woman from Firestone. She went to school in Firestone, Liberia. And Phoebe, yeah. She said, mercy when I was going through a hellish season. And hellish doesn't mean I'm sitting here crying, acting wimpy because I'm a tough chick. Come on, somebody. Most of time, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to sock somebody in the ass. Amen, somebody. But God just holds me back because I can't go to jail. Amen. Amen, somebody, right? But I was going through a hellish season. My mother, who knows nothing, listen to you, wives. And, 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 and you all that are grown, don't worry your old parents with your foolishness. Let them have some peace. So I was one, Charlotte. I didn't call my mama when I was going through dark places. She done raised me. She done went through enough to get us to this country. She done fed us and educated. I, I, I can handle this. But my mother being a woman of prayer, she called me. She said, she said, mercy. She said, you have not told me anything in her accent. You have not told me anything, but God been speaking to me. She said, you're not fooling anybody. She said, I know you're going through some things. But child, you don't have to tell me because I know how you are. You don't have to tell me. God already told me. She said, but let me give you a word from the Lord. God said you will win. God said you will win. You will win. He said, daughter, she said, daughter, you will win. She said, let me tell you why you will win. Because when I was carrying you in my belly, the devil tried to have me to abort you. And I said, Lord, you let me keep this child. I will give her unto you to serve you all the days of her life. That's why I'm a prisoner. My mother made a deal with God. That she got to preach. She got to declare. She is chained to the gospel. She is chained to the kingdom. God let me live. That's why I'm preaching. Come on, somebody. She said, darling. She said, you are not in America to be nobody's wife only, to be, to be nobody's mother only. She said, yes, you will enjoy marriage. You will enjoy children. You will enjoy the things of life. But that is not why God have you in America. She said, my child, hear me what I say. God has put you here to declare his word. You are his vessel. You have to preach this word all the days of your life. Regardless of what you go through or how hard it gets, that is your cup that you drink from. The thing about this cup, y'all, hallelujah, you drink his cup, you come out on top every time. Because I found out for the hard seasons, come on somebody, I found out that when I was upset and stressed out, I found out when I had financial troubles, I found out when I had nobody to turn to, I found out that God, come on somebody, I said God, he stepped in right on time. He started revealing himself to me. When you drink from his cup, you are drinking of him. You you need some money. Jira shows up. Jehovah Jira, he showed up right in the nick of time because why? You are drinking from my cup. It's a cup of suffering. Your flesh may not like it, but your spirit may know that this is good for me. I don't understand it right now, but I know in due season. I shall reap if I paint, For I know the plans that he has for you. There are plans for peace and not for evil to bring you to an expected end. He said the cup it's a cup brother and we can't forget it's a cup of suffering. Will you serve Ministry, the weapons of your warfare cannot be carnal. All right, hallelujah. This cup right here is a cup that's taken out the best of them, it'll separate the men from the boys. I said, Devil, I'm a girly girl. I love hair, makeup, heels, nails. I don't like heels, but I like hair, makeup. Come on, somebody. I wish there wasn't no high heels in the world. Amen, somebody. I like hair, nails. Amen, somebody. Glory to God. I like all things girly. But devil, don't get it confused. Because I grew up watching Superman. I have a Holy Ghost phone booth. It's called my prayer room. David said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, he shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For I will say of the Lord, I will say. I will. See. He is my refuge. He is my God. In Him will I trust. Though my flesh take on some pain, though my flesh is suffering, though I'm uncomfortable, my God. But I know there is a God, a charge have I to keep, and a God to glorify. Somebody shall glory in this house. The cup. So. Instead of you trying to analyze your neighbor's cup, talk back to me. Trying to drink somebody else's cup, you're gonna choke on it. And we don't want your slob in our cup anyway. Come on, say amen, somebody. I can't stand nobody drinking out my cup. It's my cup. Come on, somebody. But that's what happens today. Many copycats in the kingdom. All you got to do is pray. And seek the face of God. He's gonna show you your cup. It's a cup that's gonna stretch you, Papa. It's a cup that's gonna make you come out your comfort zone. It's a stretch that requires sacrifice, my God. But this cup is also called the cup of blessing. Say amen, somebody. Somebody say blessing. Surely blessing. Surely blessing. I'm gonna bless you and multiply. I'm gonna multiply you all the day of your life drink from your own cup, cup. Your own yeah. cup. Okay, so let's bring in the context personal cup uh-huh. you tag yourself what did you hear in prayer what are you called to do mm-hmm. don't worry about your neighbor yeah. what are you called to do oh, yeah. find out what your personal cup or your spiritual assignment is right. come on somebody What God has graced you to do. Okay? In the context of this convocation. The man or woman of God wants to move the vision into the next dimension. Okay. The problem is, let me look at my list here. Many have not accepted their cup. That's right. Come on, somebody. this is your cup. You're the one joining the church. Say amen, somebody. You're the one saying, That's my bishop. This is our cup. We are a local church with a global vision. I know nothing. It goes beyond just Rock Hill. Come on, somebody. Matter of fact, this is a ministry headquarters. Hallelujah. It's a central command station. But, man, we we, we are all over the place. Come on, somebody. Our influence goes across the waters. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Accept the cup. Dog on weed. And I'd be wanting to know, because behind the scenes, I'm a beast behind the scenes. I know I am. I'm a beast behind the scenes. My sister got married several years ago. I fired her wedding coordinator right on the spot. I said, get out of here. Because right. she was slow. She was shiftless. She didn't have folk organized. I said, girl, we don't need you anymore. We're going to still pay you, but I got this. Thank and she you knew yourself. not to mess with big sis. Amen, somebody. She backed up. Holy Ghost said, you got this wedding. I ain't never directed no wedding in my life. Because the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, don't be in your sister's wedding. Do not be nobody's bridesmaid. And I, I'm too much of a pastor to be anybody's bridesmaid anyway. Amen, somebody. Not knowing the gift behind the scenes would be needed. So that's my gift. All right. But now, the Lord says, that's not your main cup. Uh, At least not for this season. All right. God, God will shift seasons. He will. Yeah. So I had to take that cup. It is a cup that required me to raise five kids by myself. A church and train leaders and put kids through college and believe for tuition and trust God to get them educated. And my son, who is 28, just got into Harvard. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. You better give God a shot of praise up in here. The cup. The price is not greater than the grace. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, 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 the mistake we make is this. When it's hard, we quit. Yeah. I could have quit. My daddy owns the whole east side of Detroit. My dad's a real estate guy. He done bought every hood house he could think of. I could have me a five-bedroom brick home on the west side of Detroit. My daddy retired from Ford Motor Company. I can go get me a Navigator Expedition. What you want, daughter? Come on, I could get the good little A plans. Amen, somebody. Amen. I can go right back home, be with Mama every day. She cook food every day. She cooked African food every single day. I could have been living real sweet. The Lord said, "Uh, uh-uh, no, sir. Take the cup. Take the cup. Yeah. Yeah. You got these five kids by yourself. You need that's the, You need your people. I don't need no people. I got people. Amen. Come on, somebody. The angels on high." Come on, some the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. I got a lot of people. He said, take the cup. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Yes, yeah. You're quitting when you should be learning your lesson in the midst of this test. Oh, yes. To fully engage in the kingdom. Accept your cup. There is a cup for this church. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4, every joint supplies. You have a joint for this church. For us to move the vision... Quit looking at your neighbor's cup. Well, I know God called me to preach. Folk got mad at me, bishop, and left the church because I wouldn't let them preach. You know why I ain't let them preach? They ain't know how to preach. <laughs> you ain't ruining my service. <coughs> I'm going to give you a whole service to bomb. They got mad. Huh? Well, they don't see the vision. No, we don't see nothing because there ain't nothing on you. If your shepherd can't see, it, something wrong. Come on, somebody. There's a cup. Is your cup? You prepare for your cup. You perfect the cup. You learn everything you can about the cup. It's called the vision. And for this convocation, if I'm to bless this ministry, it's to activate the cups in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because every individual cup is going to help the corporate cup. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. My church is called the Empowerment Center. One of my sons is here, Elder Kevin Battle, who is one of the most premier teachers. in the. You can invite him to come. That one can teach the word. You ain't got to work with no junk, no foolishness. He is sound because I will beat him if he wasn't. He is sound. But he took the cup. We're going to empower the believers. He's he's following the vision. He don't come with his own thing. So you're going to help activate this work and engage the work for this ministry, for this hour, for this season. What is your cup? What do you bring to the table? It's going to require some sacrifice. You're going to be sleepy sometimes. You're going to use your last dime to invest in the kingdom sometimes. Come on, it's a cup. You got to feel the cup, my God. He says, shall I not drink it? Hallelujah. I got to, it's sour sometimes. It's bitter sometimes. But I got to drink it. I said, I don't have a choice but to drink it when I drink it. It's going to yield the precious fruit of the earth. Hallelujah Jesus. The will of God will unfold. The kingdom plan will be in demonstration. Jesus Christ will get his desire. He said I want for you to go and win the loss at any cost. He said Peter if you love me, feed my sheep. Take the cup Peter. Take it and don't just be a fool. Don't be a fighting man. Don't be an angry man take the cup, take it, finish up preacher. accept your cup, prepare for your cup, prepare your cup, polish your cup, protect your cup, come on preachers, anointed folk to carry the word, see, you want to see another side of us, as preachers, we sweet now, we love folk, don't mess with ministry, honey, we protect this cup, we're going to protect the house, We're not letting nothing come in and tear up the church. We're going to protect the cup. Say amen, somebody. And every now and then, you got to wash your cup. David said "Creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me because every now and then that old world get a hold of you you start talking wrong you start thinking wrong you're a little prayerless you're a little carnal ain't read your Bible all week you know what time it is it's time to pull out the Ajax it's time to pull out the dawn it's time to pull out the Clorox come on somebody and if you old school it's time to pull out the ammonia say amen somebody wash the cup somebody say wash the cup barely wash it polish it clean it up say wash my cup Jesus oh. wash my cup wash it wash it Wash it. So yes. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, as he was praying, he told the disciples, ye are clean through the words that I have spoken unto you. If you're going to wash that cup, you got to go back to the word. How can you engage in the kingdom if you don't know the manuscript? You don't know the blue book. Come on, somebody. Come on. You don't know what's saying right here. My God. He said, wash the cup. Wow. Prove the word Finish up preacher Hallelujah And then you must Continuously Somebody said continuously Somebody said continuously Drink from your cup It's your cup So the pastoral anointing Is always activated See that's, that's, that's the rhythm of the spirit You a psalmist come on snap y'all come on snap get the rhythm of the Holy Ghost that's called Holy Ghost rhythm that's called the law of the big mo Maxwell says the law of momentum we keep the pace a steady grace we don't quit we don't stop we just drink and drink and drink. You a psalmist? You a teacher? You a preacher? You a usher? Street evangelist? Whatever the call. Administrator? Helps minister? Children worker? Youth worker? Any kind of worker? What you got to do? What you got to do? It's the rhythm of the spirit. The Holy Ghost works in consistency. See, see, you you know what it is? I said, Lord, why is it so hard sometimes to get the saints to do anything in certain seasons? He said, because this culture is an events-oriented culture. When it's pastor's 30th anniversary, they're going to polish up them songs. Talk back to me. They're going to iron their Usher uniform. You've been wrinkled all year long now. Been wrinkled all year long. Talk back to me. Yeah, yeah. They're going to study the announcement sheet because they know they're program programmed to read. You done stumbled on the words for the last seven years. You're finally on the program and it's anniversary. Now you put your best foot forward. That's the problem. You're like this, this, as opposed to <laughs> the rhythm of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's called zone living. You just stay in your zone. Because guess what? It's your cup. I can stay in the rhythm if I'm not trying to drink your cup, man of God. If it's your cup, I'm confused. Matter of fact, I'm fronting. And really, you're a hater. Talk back to me. But if it's my cup, I've prepared my cup. I've accepted my cup. I've polished my cup. I have washed my cup. My cup is my cup. I'm used to my cup, so what's my problem? If you sing, sing. Uh-huh. No, I'm mad, so I'm going to sit in the back. I double dance, somebody. Else. Old school, y'all. Y'all pray for me. Y'all let me close my Bible. Right. On, you get mad at the church and you stop singing with your raggedy behind. <laughs> Start the car. Start the car. Now, now see, let me tell you something. I am not just talking to this church because this is on Facebook Live. So we're not picking on anybody. It's a huge audience, but it's folk out there who have not accepted their cup, and their cups are dirty. They haven't washed the cup. You still anointed, you still gifted, but your cups stink. It's a funky cup. It got mildew in it. Come on, somebody. You got to wash that cup. That's why you get an attitude. You get offended, and you sit in the back. You know, went from the praise team to the back row you in sin and you're in error and you're in pride, it is a very dangerous thing to do when God has entrusted a gift unto you, and you abuse the gift, it's easy to stay humble. Just bow your head and say, God, I don't deserve to even be breathing. I'm glad I can walk and I can see. I have no right to have an attitude against anybody. Lord, you let me sing. You gave me vocal cords. You gave me a mind to sing. Now, Lord, while I yet live. I'm going to lift my hands in the sanctuary. I'm going to praise you with a loud sounding symbol, Hallelujah. I'm going to lift up my voice like a trumpet. Watch the Don't need you to bottom out. You have no right to have an attitude in the kingdom. People are not scared. Solomon said, For the fear of the Lord. It is the beginning of wisdom. Now, if you're hiring, you don't care. Come on, somebody. But there's coming a day you got to stand before the Lord. And there's going to be a day of reckoning. He's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Were you humble in my house? Did you give everything you could give? My God, could the man of God entrust things unto you? Was your heart right as you serve? Wash the cup. Wash it. Wash it. Yeah. Wash it. Yeah. Holy Ghost is saying, wash it. North yeah. and South Carolina, Georgia. Yeah. Wash it. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Giving your preacher yeah. yeah, a hard time making it hard to move ministry, making it hard to shift. We got to stop and discuss yeah. you for two hours. We wonder what in the world didn't happen to Fufu. We called a whole meeting because of you. Come on, somebody. We needed you to do something, but you waited with your own mean self. You waited, my God, until you knew the church was dependent upon you to have an attitude. It's called narcissism, it's called a controlling sociopathic spirit. Come on, somebody. My God from Zion, trying to control the work of God. But oh, there's coming a day with the remnant church is going to rise up. These are they who have washed their garments. These are they who have not stained their robes. My God, they've been washed in the cleansing blood of the Lamb. Somebody shall glory. Somebody shall glory. Drink from your own cup. Like the old Baptist Lord, preacher Lord. said Lord, my father Lord. and my God yes, Lord. I Lord. come Lord. to you need it and the bow creating me that clean heart renew that right spirit within me oh God, purge me with hyssop that I may be clean oh God, Paul said if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature old things, old attitudes, old behaviors I passed away and behold the new has come, cause he's coming back for a glorious church I said a glorious church, a glorious church without any spot Wrinkle or any blemish, wash, wash it, wash it, wash it, wash it. cleanse it, purge it, wash the cup. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Purge it. Wash it. Purge it. Purge it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Because I found out your cup Jesus, preacher. is an offering, preacher. cause we are an offering unto the Lord come on somebody if my cup is clean and I meet a sinner in my neighborhood on my job and I open my mouth out of my belly. Shall flow rivers of living waters. Not dead, stale stanky rivers. Come on somebody. They're going to be living waters flowing from my soul to bring a refreshing to the sinners of the world. To bring a refreshing to the people of our nation. Hallelujah. If your cup is in tune with God, we're going to do worldwide evangelism because we're taking it- Cops all over the world. I told my mom. I said, "Mama." I told my. I said, "Mama." I said, mama, "I'm a mama's girl. I am. I'm a mama's girl. I love, I love my mama, Chando. I cut you. Come on, somebody. I said, "Mama." I said, "Mama." Bishop Jackson will be in Liberia around the same time. You're gonna be there. She said, "Oh, for sure." I said, "Yes, mommy." She said, oh, I must meet a man of God. She said, mercy, please coordinate that. I got to meet the man of God. And now I'm going to call her back and say, mama, he's coming to bring a cup to Liberia. Mm. He's been taking cups to Liberia. All these years, he's more Liberian than I am, and I was born there. I didn't learn a few things from the bishop. I'm a new daughter. Yes, I am. You're gonna like me being a daughter. Come on, somebody. I know how to treat some spiritual parents. I ain't no fool, honey. I know how to receive some importation I know how to get under. You gotta know who you are, who you're not. Somebody say, Get under. Get under. man of God. I'm not even pointing. I'm going to stretch my hand. Don't point at the man. Never point to a man of God. Stretch my hand. The man of God the man of God got a serious cup. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, ma'am. I, I got to drop it at the saints. So if I come to Bible study, don't look at me funny y'all. If I come to Bible study sometime and sit up in here, don't look at me funny. I'm coming to drink. Oh, come Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From his cup, come on somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So church, I just came by to encourage you. To affirm that, sir, Christ is in you. Paul said, he said, it's a mystery. Colossians 1: He said, There's a mystery that's been hid from all the ages. That mystery is Christ in us. It is the hope of glory. Hope, by definition, is a confident expectation. So, with Christ in you, you can confidently expect. For glory to be released out of your life. Give God a shout of praise for that. Hallelujah. Give God a shout of praise for that. Give God a shout of praise for that. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Everyone in this church. tonight, and every person listening via Facebook Live, World Wide Web, listen to me. Let me affirm you by the Holy Ghost. Each of you have a cup. And so he said to us, he's given some to be apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers, you know, and so forth, right? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So we take our cups, our cups are perfecting cups, mm-hmm. pastors, evangelists, teachers, and such. But he's, he's given some. So not everyone will be within that list of the fivefold. Mm-hmm. So the key is having a prayer life yes. and allowing the Holy Ghost. Yes. Somebody said the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Oh. He is the revealer of cups. Amen. Amen. He'll say, This is your cup. Because he knows in order for you to birth kingdom things there's a measure of suffering, it's positive suffering but it's suffering and then there's a great degree of sacrifice of labor and intensity but the fruit there is no comparison I look back now and I say God I thank you that it wasn't even in me to move back to Detroit and be a mama's girl and a daddy's girl it wasn't even in me I look now fruit of the lives that have been changed, right. yeah. of the kids that went to college. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Of the souls that been saved. Of good husbands and good wives and healthy homes. Healthy. I mean, of course there are some who are Judas. We don't give them five minutes of time. We pray for them and go on with the rest of the flock. Oh, Say, amen, amen, amen. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. But everyone here tonight, please know and accept it. If you don't know what your cup is tonight, it's time to fast. It is time to pray about your personal cup. Now, there is a corporate cup. Mm -hmm. There are people that come to the church not clear who they are. The best question to ask a pastor, his wife, or whomever is in leadership, how can I help around here? How can... now, Now, if they say... Well, you know, that, that closet in the hallway been so junky for the last six months. Can you organize that closet? I did that with Sister Lisa, y'all. Lisa Matthews at our church. We had old raggedy closet at the old church. That girl went in there on a Saturday. She had a, a gift of organization. I didn't even know it. She said, Pastor, what do you need me to do? I said, Lisa, this closet right here, girl turned the It was beautiful. See, you may want this, but God got that. Help the vision. Help, Help the work. Yes, Help. Lord God. Yes, God. Find out what your pastor needs and what the church needs. Oh. And then you know what begins to happen. Your cup becomes more clear to you. You start discovering your gifts right in the house. Now for you all, as I sit down, <coughs> that know what your cup is and you've been distracted by the spirit of the age. We're not mad at you. We forgive you. We know your heart is right, but your head's wrong. Tonight, say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive. Everybody say, Lord, forgive me. Those that need to say, Lord, sharpen, my Sharpen my sword. I'm not going to have an altar call. I don't feel led to do that. He said, be led by the spirit. I wasn't led to open the altar. Pastor Ken, if he wants, but, but listen. Say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive. If I've ever if I've ignored my cup. cup. Tonight, Tonight, I make make a fresh decision decision. to be a good steward steward. over my cup. cup. Now use me, Lord, Lord, for your service. service. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. 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 God bless you. Take my seat. Hallelujah. 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 Drink from your own cup. To God be the glory. Great thing